0: Hello, um, my name is Rhiann, and I'm one of a series of people giving the talk on a Sunday morning while St Luke's is without its own permanent vicar. And we've been asked to consider basing our talks on one of the less well-known people in the Bible. And I've gone for Phoebe, the woman who delivered Paul's letter to the early church in Rome. And what you heard in the gospel reading is all that's written about her. I got the chance to interview a biblical scholar recently called Paula Gooder, who's helpfully just published a book called Phoebe, and she's an internationally respected expert on the letters of Paul, so I'm not making things up entirely on my own. So my talk this morning is made up of various ideas prompted by the little we know about her, and I'm going to pause pretty often too, so don't worry those are the moments for you to consider your own response or wonder what to have for your tea. So let's begin. Paul writes, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, who is a deacon in the church in Centrea. Welcome her in the Lord, who is worthy of honour among God's people. Help her in whatever she needs, for she has been helpful to many and especially to me. Other translations are available. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church at Centrea, that you may welcome her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and help her in whatever she may need from you. For she has been a patron of many and of myself as well. So you can choose the translation you like. I prefer the ones where Phoebe is named as a deacon and a leader in the church the one where the capability of this woman is more recognised and honoured. And I'll assume that because you're here at St. Luke's, that's the one you like too. And we can leave the arguments over whether Phoebe was really a deacon or a servant for other people in other places who really enjoy that kind of thing. So instead, let's imagine Phoebe, a deacon in the early church community of Corinth, a port 50 miles west of Athens, and a woman of independent means who was well able to support Paul and others out of her own pocket. She was probably a former slave, Phoebe giving a, being a name often given to Roman slaves, and it means bright, shining one. And slaves taken by the Romans were often freed after ten years or so of service, and sometimes so dearly loved by their masters that they benefited in their wills, inheriting titles and properties. So Phoebe, now a woman of great standing in her community, a benefactor and patron herself, with her own household and all that security and status, is asked, Will you leave Corinth and take my letter to Rome? It's 800 miles by sea, and then on foot. Will you leave this place and travel there? Can you take yourself back to a moment when you said yes to something that would really challenge you? Not something you knew you could do. The easy yes, the fun yes, the routine yes, or even the yes that you pretended was just a tiny bit difficult to get that extra bit of gratitude. Not those easy yeses. Go back to a tricky yes. A yes that would take you somewhere new, where you couldn't be sure of the outcome. And do you remember that moment just before you said yes? The gap, the length of it, your breathing, the crackle in the air, how your heart beat, just before you lifted your foot to take the step. The moment before your world shifted, when you almost but not quite, every bit of you is on alert. The arrow is pulled back on the bowstring. Phoebe's decision is thoughtfully and intentionally brave. The sort of bravery not of the daring, do spur spur-of-the-moment, hell yeah variety that type you find celebrated in countless movies, action hero, bring it on, bravery, the stuff that surfs off adrenaline with a shout and a roar and is altogether thrilling. Maybe you've felt that. That's the adrenaline that gets the job done, pushing any doubts aside, because if you stop to think, well, you really wouldn't do it, would you? Phoebe's task requires a different approach, So instead, here is a woman, sitting in a room, weighing up the odds. It doesn't make for that good a film script, but there she is, sitting in her beautiful, calm room in Corinth, watching the sun slide into the sea. She is writing a list of what she needs to organise to get Paul's letter from Corinth to Rome. The provisions, the people, the money. She considers the long voyage, the best time to sail, the safest ship, the best captain, where to land, how to travel on. Is she up to leading an expedition at all? Where will the danger come from? Can she really leave her home and all those who love her, all this hard-won security? And she pushes the list aside and asks herself, am I really going to do this? Phoebe shows us a different kind of bravery. This is a long way from going into a lion's den or standing up to a giant with a slingshot and a stone. Nowhere near as exciting as building a massive ark and filling it with pairs of all the creatures of the world or falling down made blind by God on a road to Damascus. In some ways, what Phoebe does is more challenging for all of us because we could actually do this. It doesn't require us to encounter dens of lions or giants or two of every known animal in order to serve God, but to knuckle down and do some considered planning in order to achieve something that needs doing. Now, Kate Bush wrote a song. I've wasted a long time to find the right moment to mention Kate Bush in a Sunday talk. It's called A Coral Room and is a typically strange and lyrical Kate Bush number. She sings about a city under the sea covered in fishermen's nets. And the song travels from a vast expanse of ocean to a far smaller moment. And in the song she sings... Put your hand over the side of the boat and what do you feel? I imagine the singer running her hand through the cool seawater and connecting to the vastness of the ocean. And it has always been the lyric which reminds me to be still, to breathe, to be as present as I can before embarking on anything bigger. Thank <laughs> you. So there's Phoebe, sitting in the boat that will take her from Corinth to Rome. Her bags, her most trusted slaves, everything she imagines she'll need for the journey, and the letter, of course. She doesn't know when or if she'll get back home. She watches the coastline she knows so well disappear, and puts her hand over the side of the boat, and the cold water runs through her fingers. Do you have something in your life that connects you to whatever sometimes feels so enormous and entirely out of reach, intangible and yet crucial to your very life? Some people use rosary beads or a small cross to bring themselves closer to God or turn and turn a special pebble in their hands or go back often to a place with a view that pulls them into a bigger picture. A simple action can ground us, remind us of what's important, what we need to feel connected to. Put your hand over the side of the boat, and what do you feel? Why do you think Phoebe was given this task? Why was it entrusted to a woman at all? When we think of the women of those times, they're indoors, keeping silent, and doing the bidding of whatever man was in charge of them. You'll remember those translations of other verses in Paul's letters, the bit that says women should keep silent in church. Verses that have kept women and still do keep women, subjugated, excluded and inferior. But there are scholars now who suggest that verse is translated instead as women should be allowed to learn in tranquillity. So maybe instead of running around the house doing domestic tasks like Martha, they should be allowed to sit at the feet of the Rabbi Jesus, like Mary, and learn. So maybe instead of spending our lives running around, we should all allow ourselves the time instead to be still and learn in tranquillity. I imagine Phoebe having learnt in tranquillity, having studied and understood the teachings of Jesus. That's why she's asked to deliver this letter. I don't see her handing it over to a man and then setting about making the tea. I imagine her reading the letter to the early house churches in Rome with all the right nuance and all the right emphasis, being asked questions of this quite complicated set of ideas and I imagine her being able to answer fully and with great wisdom. If you look at the long list of women who are mentioned in Paul's writing, then you understand how much of a part they played in the early church. Phoebe, Junia, Prisca, Nympha, Aphia, Persis, Chloe, and others. Why would Paul name and thank all these women so directly if they weren't contributing much at all? Maybe like Jesus, the man he followed, Paul valued women too. He recognised clearly what they could do, what they could give, who they were. Maybe it's not Paul's intention to put women down at all. But that follows on as the new Christian faith becomes part of cultures that were dominated by patriarchal power structures. And his words are then translated over and over again by the men who were part of those structures. So I commend our sister Phoebe to you for several reasons. Phoebe is the champion of a sort of quiet, understated bravery. The sort that values planning and thoughtfulness. The sort that is often successful but rarely featured in action films. And let's not forget, Phoebe really brought it home. She was entirely successful in her mission. And I commend her to you for what she restores to womankind and to our idea of the early church. She and many other women were clearly hugely important to Paul and the way the early Christian faith was shared and encouraged. It wouldn't have happened how it did without them. And we need to find our way back through layers of prejudice to the wonderful examples they provided and connect with them. And lastly, I commend to you the idea of finding something that connects you to the vast adventure of living in this world and trying to be of some use. Turn a pebble. Lose yourself in a beautiful view. Run cold water through your hands. But be still. Breathe deeply. Plan bravely. And achieve whatever challenge God has put in front of you. Amen.